Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so sorry to hear about that. Hosted by me, Kaylee. Um, today, I decided to make this episode kind of on a womb because I really wanted to talk about toxic people. And this really like popped me up. I don't know, I've had a million topics for this podcast from like the past three days. Like I just couldn't think of what to do. But also when I did what I wanted to do, it really sparred like it didn't go the way i wanted it to i'm sorry guys i'm tired but i'm gonna work on this little podcast here this episode and then i'll edit it and we'll be done for a little bit but um yeah so toxic people this is where i really wanted to go because i was thinking about past things in my life and past people and past events and i thought why not make this podcast episode Okay, so I want to talk about some situations like of friends. I have had so many toxic friends, but it's called high school. Like high school, you get so many of those toxic friends and then they grow up and they become something better. But I wanted to mainly talk about toxic people in that friend space. And then we'll talk about toxic people in your family space. And then we'll talk about toxic people in general and how we can like help ourselves to get away from those situations and how we can become a better part of ourselves and to heal from those traumas. So for friends, I have found so many toxic people within friend groups of various kinds with various traits. I have found a toxic people in a space of different, like different emo girls. There's that toxic emo girl, you know, but I've seen a lot of them go from gaslighting of like, if you don't hang out with me, I will make sure our friend gets this snap leaked. I have had personal experiences with not those type of friends. I had personal experiences of people would shit talk. And this basically went on. People would talk behind your back and they will talk to your friends. And so your friends know something, but they don't think about to tell you those things. So you are figuring out about all these little things that your friend has been talking about behind your back and you don't figure it out until later. And that's not a great feeling. (laughs) Let me tell you about it. But I feel like all those toxicity that people have made over the years, I felt, I felt stronger from it. And let me tell you, when I was younger, I was very, very feeble. Like, I was very, I was very not, like, strong. And I will say I was susceptible to bullying. And I remember these few people, that one toxic friend that really stuck out, and I was in sixth grade. So this was 2016, and I was absolutely in love with Harley Quinn. Like, she was the, the it girl of 2016 after Suicide Squad. And they came out near Halloween time. So I really wanted to be Harley Quinn. And I really wanted to wear like the little, it's like the little um, modest Harley Quinn with like the jacket and um, and the modest Harley Quinn style. I really wanted to wear that. So I was looking at pictures um, on a computer and since you have like your own profile when you go on the computer in um where i went to uh school um 
So what happened was like I would put my background as Harley Quinn and I would talk to my friends and I would say, I want to be Harley Quinn. I had this one friend tell me I was too fat to be Harley Quinn. My cheeks were too fat. So I legitimately took it to heart and didn't make I wasn't hurt for Halloween. I was a um, a fairy, a little fairy. Um, and it was very disheartening to me because I was really wanting to be Harley Quinn. And I got stuck with a fairy costume where I remember there was these, it was like a tree fairy. And I remember that tree fairy had these really annoying type of, like they're the green little fuzzies. And they go on your wrists. And I remember vaguely that they itched and that they hurt because they itched. So I remember going to each house. I was super cold. I was also like itched. I just remember it was not very fun. And I was very mad because I, I was told this lie. And I realized this toxic friend gave me lies all year. So I went to the glow dance and this was a big dance that was brought out of my school. You wear glowy clothes and you go to the dance and your clothes would glow. I went with a friend that year and that friend was a toxic friend because I still became her friend. Um, what happened was we got there and we had a big blow up fight. And what happened at this big blow up fight was we did was like we fought and then I remember like she like took all my glow dance stuff and like walked out and so yeah like she told everybody um told everybody that I was like a slut that like I was a whore and then she like told everybody um horrible lies about me and I don't remember the event like I don't remember like exactly what was like said in the fight because you know it's so long ago but all I remember was she made me believe this. I had two crushes, and I liked these two crushes. Two crushes. His one was funny enough. His name was uh, P. Right on P. Um, and then he was best friends with this one girl. And I used to write my diary how much I hated this one girl because she had the guy in my dreams. And so I would call her, like, let's call her Callie. And I hated this girl. I hated her, and she had the guy of my dreams. I was sitting, like, up in the front, and so what exactly happened during this was I was very upset, and I was very, I don't know, I was just not happy. Okay, sorry, Mountain Dew break. <laughs> we always have one of those. <laughs> But I was very upset with their decisions and what they were doing. And I felt like I was betrayed. I felt like a multitude of feelings. And, I, and so she made me like believe like every single person that I liked in that school liked me back. And she gave off lies like she dated every person at school. She's a little middle schooler, but I think her life was not going too well. And so she went to... Um, boarding school not long after and she like came back and her hair was all cut and I'm just like I hope she's getting better I don't know where she is now because I moved schools but 
I legitimately hope she is doing better because, like, I would say that she was also learning. Like, she was in sixth grade. She was learning how to be a better person. But she, like, literally made us all miserable. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I was literally happy that the lesson came to me to, like, not easily give in, to give in, to trust. And also, it was not, like, a trusting lesson. It was, like... If you feel like you're not happy, and even in a friendship, leave it. Because it's fine. Like, not everybody's going to be judgmental if you leave a friendship. Because you're not happy in that relationship or friendship. And I feel like it is friend breakups. Like, they hurt. But I don't think I was legitimately hurt by this person. Because I was being hurt continuously in that friendship. And, yeah. So, all those people, like... They kind of hurt. Then there was a one other girl. And this girl, she was something else. So she constantly was like, she met the girl that was my friend, my, my friend, toxic friend. She was another toxic friend. But um, what happened was she like said that when she like looked at that girl, they like were like, we're sisters, we're sisters, we're besties and i was like okay no no fault on that but they were both mean they were mean they're bitches and so this one girl and we're gonna call her pilly and pilly decides she is going to go like we're on the bus and we're going home she's behind me and she proceeds to do is to insult me and insult my mom not knowing our context not knowing our relationships like, what's going on with our lives? Like, she didn't know our story. And she proceeded to, like, insult me. And she was like, oh, yeah, I was so happy when I went and spent sixth grade without you there. And I thought we were friends. And she was, like, a grade above me. And I was proceeded to be her. Like, that was her fault. Um, but now, as of me, like, getting older, I just realized... It was probably the situation she was in. Um, she was not very healthy with relationships. Um, she was in like relationships every single month. Um, she was just not happy. So I proceeded to know that like, that was not me. I had to set in my mind, nothing that happened with them were on me. Nothing. And you guys would put that in your heads. If somebody else is being that way, that's being awful, crude, um, rude, and then look at their situation of how they act in school with other people. And then look in their situation of home and family life. Their home and family life could be the reason why that's happening to you. And a lot of people kind of like went off that fact like that is to be a thing. Like that could be a thing. Like home and family life affect how you work. How your brain works. How your personality works. So... If somebody's not nice, it's simply going to be how you react for the rest of your life. But you know you can heal and you can get through it and get through past that. So yeah, let's go over the type of toxic people that we can encounter. There are so many, I, I swear. You can probably name everyone in the book, but I will explain some I personally have met. I personally have encountered. Um, yeah, let's, let's go. I have encountered... The flaky one. The flaky friend. The friend that says, I will meet you. 
And I'll like, let's say my friend, I used to have a friend who said they would meet me at, let's say, they would go and um, meet me at like the park. And that friend would never show up. So you would message that friend. They would not answer you for like an hour or two hours. Or they will message you six hours later and say, sorry, couldn't make it. Like a big answer, but. Yeah, those friends that would say, sorry, they couldn't make it, but couldn't tell you before you made the plans and you made it there are flaky and super unreliable, but also super toxic. Like, don't do that. Don't put yourself in that situation. And we'll also talk about flaky um, members of your family because they exist too. But having that, like that family member, that friend, hurts because you seriously think that they can sit there and help you and be your friend for a little bit and it's so sad because people probably they're probably gonna have the guts to tell you that they don't want to be your friend and that's sad i just feel like people should own up and tell the guts that they cannot be your friend but i've had male i unfortunately i've met a couple of those um another one is the friend that will like not answer you but will view your stories this friend is not flaky they just will not talk to you but if they talk to you they will be talking to you for like some unknown reasons they'll talk to you like what's your outfit from or like non-existent of knowing your feelings they'll only talk to you for something they want or they will only talk to you for something that benefits their behalf and they will view your stories and completely ignore you that is a friend and don't don't be friends with those people because those people are literally like i they have something going on with them and they need some good old therapy but don't be those type of friends they're not they're not cool enough (laughs) but i've also this one friend i have had a friend like a friendship related onto this toxic fact fact and it's called Dun 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 dun. It is called the friend that has a boyfriend. Okay, so this friend has a boyfriend, and they will only. This is within a also in types of personality traits called codependency. And when you have codependency, you tend to do things you're not supposed to do in a codependency relationship. You kind of like think about the male think about him only <clears throat> certain ways and you don't think about your friend and how your friend is feeling and how your friend is like you only think about your boyfriend and if you get broken up by that boyfriend or are on break that's the only time they actually like talk to your friend and want to be like near your friend and it is actually a very sad type of friendship but it shouldn't be a friendship that exists because you shouldn't be able to put yourself in a window of always being there for that friend during that time of need, but you find that they're not there for you. So I found ways that you need to not be able to have it happen to you. Or if you do have that type of friend, set some boundaries because boundaries (laughs) is this for a reason, but those friends don't have boundaries. Sorry, my cat. Um, but yeah, you should be able to have those boundaries with your friends because it's important. 
Okay, so now since we discussed kind of friends, I kind of want to get us on with uh, relationships, like with boyfriends, um, toxic boyfriends. <laughs> and I feel like we all can say tags and whole lists of toxic boyfriends. And I feel like I've, I've seen them all. But let's go on the first one. I feel like the first one everybody knows <laughs> it is called... <clears throat> Dun, 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 dun. The toxic boyfriend that cheats. He cheats on you. How do you feel about that, guys? I don't feel great about that. Um, <clears throat> but if he cheats on you, don't be with him. Pans, period. Kick him out. He is trash. But if he cheats on you, don't stay with him thinking he will love you. He will not. That is a thing about toxic boyfriends. They're there for a reason. They don't want to be with you. They want to destroy you. Be getting me here. <laughs> um, they don't care about feelings. They only care about themselves. That is a big main reason of uh, toxic male males. Also toxic cheaters. Yeah. So basically, another one about boyfriends is if they're toxic they're controlling your behavior controlling who you go out with who you wet you wear who you're hanging out with talking to your parents isolating you um yeah break up immediately <laughs> you break up immediately because that is a red flag um also it is not like that is a sign of an abusive relationship and you shouldn't stay with somebody who is toxic who isn't okay for you there are a running on mental and physical abuse. And mental abuse is the thing. And you need to switch away yourself out of that relationship because it's not healthy for you. It is not healthy for your family. It's not healthy for him. He needs to get some help. And he needs to be able to have that. <clears throat> not the support, but able to have somebody like get out. And maybe he'll realize. But also men can be jerkwads for their whole life. You just have to be there to aid him. <laughs> Sounds so weird in my mouth. Um Yeah. So that is like a type of like relationship. Sorry, that was really embarrassing. <laughs> so another um relationship thing is we do not allow ourselves to get with men who like they don't like they get with you too fast i'm trying to word that <laughs> um they get with you too fast so they tend to do is they will say that they love you in the first week they met you the first date like that's a toxicity and it's also a form called love bombing they're love bombing their relationship onto you they're love bombing their love and then it will turn into like a full-blown abusive relationship that's a first toxic sign you as a person should respect yourself enough to not get in that relationship if you find the first time but also i'm not saying for any woman that has any toxic relationships that are in that, that they should be stupid enough 
to be in that relationship. I'm not giving that you're stupid to be in the relationship. I'm saying if you caught that first sign, have the enough respect to get out of that. Mm. You know? You feel me? So, also, let's go on family members. Because I have met so many toxic family members, and I think we need to discuss this. Okay, so first off, there is a toxic family member. Let's talk about the one that hangs out with other family members, but this includes you, or this includes your family, or this includes a certain item, a thing, whatever. They just disinclude, and they don't invite you. That is a toxicity. Um, they prefer somebody over you. Family is family, and blood is blood, and I feel like family isn't blood. Because you could have a best friend in your family. But I feel like if you are in a family, there is toxicity and best leaving your family. If it goes good for your mental health, how you are feeling, how the rest of your family is feeling, you need to find and break and have your mental health be the best it can be. So... I have found so many types of abusive relationships and toxic relationships within family. So we have first is the trauma bond because this family member has probably been from when you were a baby to now. And it could be your aunt, it could be your uncle, it could be your mom, it could be your dad, it could be your sister. It could be anybody in your family. And you found a trauma bond and that means... You are bonded to that person. You can't let them go, even how much they abuse you. And I have found this bond to be the most sad bond because it's hard to break a trauma bond. And you have to go to, like, legitimate therapy. <laughs> Not going on any podcast like mine. Um, you have to go to legitimate therapy because... It's hard to break that trauma bond to realize that that person's bad and they're not affecting your life okay. And the things you do isn't normal. And it's a bond that you really need to see a professional for. But um, a trauma bond is not okay. <laughs> Be a, a parent that is not supportive of your decisions. Your, um, like, I'm not saying, like, dumb decisions and you're being yelled at for, like, sneaking out. We're okay with that. But I'm saying, like, supportive decisions, like going to college, um, going to uh, hang our friends, um, going to do things that... Let me talk to you about this one person, and I've learned about this in um, my psych class. This person was named Jeannie, and this girl, I don't know if anybody heard about, or, yeah, I think it was Jeannie. Um, if anybody has heard about Jeannie, or if you haven't heard her story, I'll give it a little explanation about how social contact and social is really important for a person to grow. So, Jeannie was this girl who was born to a family, at least two family, and this family was in this little house. What they did was they treated Jeannie like a dog, so what they did... They put, like, Jeannie in this cage. Jeannie was in this cage, and Jeannie couldn't talk when they found her in this cage, and she was only in a cage. And she was, like, beaten, but she was in a cage, and she was limited social interaction. So when they first met her, she didn't talk because she didn't know how to speak. She didn't know how to uh, do most things that people learn as they grow up because they have limited back from abuse. 
um, social standards. Like it was all limited and she couldn't do it. So they were trying to teach her if they can teach her how to speak and write and understand words. So they went on this limited mission of trying to teach her how to do this. And this went on for, I think, about 15 years and found out that she couldn't do it. And it's a social experiment that they realize that they can't teach somebody a language that they need to learn when they're young. And so if you're not taught certain things when you're young, it is hard for you to learn it when you're older. And so this girl, Jeannie, couldn't learn it when she was young, so she couldn't learn it when she was older. So they had to put her in a home for people who are like going through these situations. And she never learned how to speak. And it was such a big, prominent type of social experiment that experiment to happen in the 70s that um yeah and i thought it was really interesting there's a whole video on youtube if you want to give a good little uh run ago just it was very interesting just to kind of see like the prominent aspects of how your social status of when you're younger goes into when you're older so this goes on to toxic and abusive parents if they are limiting these certain skills you're not going to learn it when you're older and I thought that was really interesting, um, incredibly. Um, another thing that I feel like that we have to talk about is uh, how to deal with this. How do we uh, learn from this? How do we uh, heal from this? What are these ways? What do I do? Let's give it off. Okay. So how we can definitely learn from this is we need to learn what these are, what they are, how they're affecting your life, your feelings, um, and how we can learn how we don't implement those things into our lives and how to move on, heal, and be better. And I know a lot of people that are like, what? We have to learn how to heal. We have to learn how to be better. Like, what? I know a lot of people who just couldn't get over that trauma and they trauma hurt other people. Hurt people hurt people, as they say. And I've heard people never learn from it because they hurt people hurt hurt people. They don't go to therapy. They don't learn from their mistakes or they don't even try to put themselves through that process, which is a hard process. Um, but you have to go through that hard process, not with the people that hurt you in your home. You have to go through that hard process yourself by yourself because that hard process is um, an alone type of thing because you're learning yourself and you're learning how to implement those things into your life. And you're learning by yourself. So you kind of have to know that like you're learning by yourself. You're not learning with anybody else in your life. Um, so another way to learn from this like whole toxic mess is to be able to identify what like is going on with them like identify maybe these issues but like talk to them give them a good talk explain why you're not going to be friends anymore or relationship with them or why you're not going to be associated with them in the family and give them a good thorough talk give them reasons why give them why give them a good old like this is what you're making me feel i can't be around it talking is really hard because i've been in situations where you had to like talk to a friend to be like 
hey, this is not good for my mental health. Um, yeah, so if you wanted to, like, a process to learn how to learn from it, you can go and give a break. Be like, hey, I need a break from you. Can we have a break? Take that break. And if they are going back to that same old behavior and they're not learning and they're not helping you to learn from whatever's happening, break it off. Give it a break off. It doesn't need to affect your mental health to be able to learn, help, and be a better person. Also, from like I say, from how we can help ourselves is to be able to identify the signs pretty quick. Because if we don't identify the signs, we're stuck in this relationship or this toxic cycle. And we need to identify the early stages before it goes on to the toxic toxic cycle. And we have so many podcasts, we have so many helpers, mental health awareness articles, um, TikTok, Instagram, Spotify, all these platforms that are telling us about those cycles, those signs, everything. Like you can find out if they're being that way. And it's so simple, it is so easy. And you could save a lot of heartache, hurt, if you're starting a friendship. But if you're in a friendship long since you were in middle school or elementary school, then be able to find those ways that you can successfully communicate with them to get a break off, a break. You know, it is all very simple. I feel like we can all do it. We can all ignite the healing process in ourselves because it's so hard and be able to have happy lives i legitimately am not mad at toxic people like i am not they are the way they are because probably because what they grew up with or the relationships they saw when they were older like younger like it's not their fault and i have come to realize that a lot of the time a lot of the things you got to hold them accountable but it's not generally always their fault and i'm not mad at toxic people and I never will, like, talk crap, like, like, legitimate crap about the person. Like, I'll explain the situation, but I'll never harm a defamation of character because they are mostly always good people. They're good people. They just need to go and get some help, and you got to really dive deep, be alone, and find that process and do it alone because it's... You can't do it with, like, people who is harming you. You need to be alone. Even if you're toxic yourself, because hurt people hurt hurt people. Like, it's a toxic process. Um, yeah, so that is kind of the episode for today. It can be a little jumbly, but it's a really hard topic to really settle on and really talk to others about. And I really wanted to help other people who are sitting in the situation to be able to have a healthy um, relationship with themselves, a healthy relationship with their people, their peers, their family, their friends, um, and their boyfriend or girlfriend. You need to be able to have that set good boundary. And yeah, so there's so many much to go. I have so much... Um, so much more to talk about, so much more stories, so much more things. I will explain it later on in the episodes. So this is episode two, two. 
and I hope you guys have an absolutely wonderful day. Um, number two, love, be kind, give out everything you can, get some energy, get that vitamin D, read, do something for yourself, you know, and yeah, it's summertime, so um, enjoy for today, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.